So, we actually jumped the gun a little bit yesterday by going into the second letter uh, that the Rebbe sent in 1985. We didn't learn the first letter, which was on the same theme about the meaning of Pesach falling out, the first day of Pesach falling out on Shabbos, like it does this year. In the letter that we just learned, we learned a more, uh, we went, went deeper into the insight that we started in the first letter. Um, and just briefly yesterday, we learned about how uh, Hashem asks us to always ascend in holiness. So even after you've achieved perfect freedom and perfect um, pleasure in, in, in the service of Hashem, there is, it's not, it's not the highest place you can reach. It's higher than that. And that's the, um, just on Shabbos itself, the different levels within Shabbos. So now, we're going to learn the first letter that I ever sent that year, which was sent on uh, Erev Shabbos, Rosh Nissen, Parsha Vikra, Mesh Parsha Chedesh, Tashmim Hey, Brooklyn, New York. This was sent on Friday of Parsha Vikra. Um, and as this year, they took out three tours that year. So on the Friday before that Shabbos, of the Rebbe sent the following letters. Letter to the sons and daughters of Israel, wherever they are, everywhere that they are. Um, God bless you all. Greetings and blessings. Now that we are on Friday, now that it's Friday uh, before Shabbos or Nissen, it's appropriate to think about the spirit, the meaning of the month of Nissen, the month of redemption, the Torah. Um, highlights in the Torah reading of HaChodesh that the Shabbos, that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the head of all months and is the first of the months of the year. Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes out this year on Shabbos. Automatically, the first day of Passover does too. So it's appropriate to focus on a few of the common denominators of Pesach and Shabbos with an emphasis of learning something practical, in our, something so practical that it affects our daily life. The central point of Pesach is that it's a time of our freedom, the yontiv of our freedom from the slavery in Egypt. Leaving Egypt was in a way of biyad rama, with a full freedom from all sorts of slavery and worries to receive the Torah and the commandments of God and to become a holy nation, a holy nation in daily life. So that's one, that's the central theme of Passover. And the central theme of Shabbos is to rest and to sanctify. To rest from all of, from, from the, the it's a, we rest on Shabbos and we're freed from all of the work that we do in the weekdays. And it becomes a day of Shabbos for God, that we're able to totally devote ourselves to holy things. And it becomes something that we have pleasure in, as it says, we have, Nachmanides writes, Shabbos is a day when God gives pleasure to our souls in the ways of God. So Shabbos is freedom from all the work of the week, and instead we are devoted to holy things and we're enjoying <coughs> God's ways. Shabbos is also called a day of remembrance of the Exodus, Zechitz Yisrael. 
in addition to the simple meaning of remembering that we left Egypt, there's also a deeper meaning that Shabbos is about leaving all limitations and boundaries, the freedom of spirituality from all of the limitations and influence of the physical. Because the physical um, limits the spiritual. So Shabbos is a day not just of remember Agatha side of Egypt, but Shabbos is about being free from the physical. And instead of being enslaved to the physical on Shabbos, the opposite, the physical becomes secondary and becomes a vessel to the spiritual. And what that means on a personal level is that the body should be subservient and a vessel for the soul. And this is the lesson from the time of our freedom and Shabbos strengthens this point even more that the spiritual freedom should be expressed and control. Our spiritual freedom should, should dominate our daily life, the life of every Jew. So it should be noticeable that the soul, together with the body, serve God. And how do they serve God? Beyond the Rama with absolute freedom. So that's the, that's the first uh, point that I makes in this letter, that Shabbos is, is a very similar theme to Pesach. It's about being free from all the disturbances of the physical, which limit the spiritual. And Shabbos gives us the ability to uh, allow the neshama to dominate the body, and not just to dominate the body, but, that, but to, to cr- cause the body itself to be a vessel for the spiritual. And, uh, and the way this freedom is achieved on Shabbos is similar, it's analogous to the way we left Egypt. We left Egypt with a um, total freedom, without any, you know, without looking back, without, with pride, Yad Rama. Um, so too, on, 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 on Shabbos gives us, gives us this power to be free from the limitations of the body, and, uh, to, and, and to just, just like the Jews did then, they left Egypt, went to serve God in the mountain of God, went to Mount Sinai. So Shabbos gives us that, that ability on a day, in our daily life, not just on Shabbos, but it gives us the ability to, to, um, to, to dominate the body and the body should become a vessel for the spiritual so that the soul and the body have a harmony together to serve God. Okay, now there's a second point. Second point is the pleasure of Shabbos, which is something that's special and fundamental in Shabbos specifically. It's associated with Shabbos specifically. This is a deep inner feeling of pleasure that a Jew has, that a Jew has when Shabbos comes and takes him out of his uh, weekday in slavery and lifts him up and puts him in a world of spirituality and holiness so that even the physical needs of eating and drinking are becoming mitzvah of Hashem, a true spiritual pleasure. Even the physical, uh, eating and drinking, it's not just the word, you know, we, 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 and during the week, as ever said on other occasions, the body is always in slavery, the whole body is always needy. And the neshama is free. But the, uh, the, what, sh- what happens on Shabbos is, is that the, uh, the body and the body's needs, they become a mitzvah Hashem. It's not, it's not no longer a, 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 uh, 
some were enslaved to, on the contrary, it becomes a spiritual pleasure, a true spiritual pleasure. And this is not achieved through a war, uh, through friction, rather it's with tranquility, through a arousal of, of, of pleasure, of, that, so that the body also could feel the taste and, and pleasure of the spiritual. That's what Shabbos gives us, that our body itself has a taste and a pleasure of the spiritual. There is a, a, a note over here that says that, it says in the Talmud, you can't compare the way a person's face looks on Shabbos to the way it looks during the week. The Mithla Rebbe said that one of the greatest doctors um, testified that on the night of Shabbos and on the day of Shabbos, there's a great change in the pulse of a Jew's hand. Because, Mithla Rebbe explained this is because the light of Yechida, deepest part of the Neshama, shines on Shabbos. So, uh, have you experienced it also, Reb uh, Chaim Peretz? You've seen a difference in the pulse on Shabbos? Uh, you know, I'm looking into that. That's why I wear this ring. Wow. Like, cool. So, um, so, uh, <clears throat> so, the body, so the body itself feels a sp- the pleasure of the spiritual on Shabbos. So together with, together with this, Shabbos is also a commemoration of the exodus of Egypt. Shabbos So besides being, in other words, Shabbos, remembrance from Egypt, that was our first point, the Shabbos is about freedom. Together, besides that, Shabbos also brings pleasure and brings us in a full expression. So Shabbos is a full expression of freedom. In other words, not just that we're, that we're not enslaved to, 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 to the body, but the body itself has a pleasure in the spiritual. That's real freedom. There's nothing that, Ordinarily, there's, there's a friction, right? There's a Neshama wants one thing, body wants another thing. Shabbos is, is total freedom that not only is your body and your Neshama not at war with each other, but your body itself is having a spiritual pleasure. Okay, so that's, so that's, so Shabbos like has a, I don't know if the word is one up, a plus one, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a full freedom that you're having a pleasure from the spiritual. A common denominator of these two themes that we just spoke about, freedom and pleasure, is as follows. Both freedom and pleasure permeate all parts, all details, all the affairs of a human being, from the highest to the lowest, both the body and the soul. If there's a part... If, if there's a part that's not free or not experiencing pleasure, then that's th- then there is a, 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 a something missing in the pleasure and the freedom. If, if there's part of this, in other words, it's not just that you're you're ninety percent percent free and there's ten percent which isn't free, or ninety percent having pleasure, ten percent not having pleasure, but the the, the content, the, the kind of pleasure you're having is different. If there's a part of you which which is not having pleasure, part of you which is not free, and. and uh, I was thinking of, about Jews who I visited in different kinds of facilities. You know, there's 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 maximum security prison. There's camps. You could, they could even walk out. Like there's no there's no guard. They could, they could, they could, they could walk out if they wanted to to risk. Uh, but there, there's 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 a total slavery there because whatever they're doing is because they're told to do it. it doesn't matter how many privileges are given. 
So there's a similarly, like, you know, like imagine you neither the Seder comes or whatever special occasion comes, you have a toothache, you know. <laughs> You're totally free, and it's a great thing, but you have a toothache. It's, it's a whole different experience. So if there's a part of you, and it's the different kind of, it's a different kind of pleasure and a different kind of, of freedom, it's not the same. And just like this is true for an individual, so too is this true for the Jewish people, which are, which are considered to be one entire body. The Jewish people compared to a body. And just like a body has different parts, so too the Jewish people are like one body with different parts. There's some Jews which are connected to the head, some Jewish, some souls are associated with the feet, just like it says in the Torah about uh, when Moshe gathered the Jewish people on Shoshana before he passed away, so you're standing here together from the heads of the tribe, from the woodchoppers, the water carriers. Okay, so Pesach comes and emphasizes that the time of our freedom has to permeate all parts of the Jewish people. From those who are in the category that the Torah, that Agada classifies as all of us are wise, until the person who does not know how to ask. Also, the, also the, the youngest children. Those who are children in the simple sense, and those who are children in the spiritual sense. That uh, those that we have to make special effort for, that they should not fall asleep the night of the Seder, um, so, so I guess in other, in other places in Chassidus, it talks about how the one who does not know how to ask is actually very different to the way he's depicted in the Maxwell House Agada. The Maxwell House Agada, the, the one who does not know how to ask has this pacifier in his mouth. It's a baby. But the, the Chassidus explains one who does not know how to ask doesn't mean that he doesn't know how to ask. It means he doesn't care to ask. It doesn't, doesn't interest him. If he asks about things... Doesn't doesn't he asks about things that are interesting to him? Not, but this doesn't this doesn't doesn't, doesn't uh, pique his curiosity. So he may be very religious. Sebe says he may maybe do all kinds of wonderful things, and does does them. You know, it may take up a good part of his day, but that's not what takes his interest. His interest is somewhere else. So just like pleasure and um, uh, and freedom, if they're not encompassing every part of you then you're missing the very stuff of your freedom, the very stuff of your pleasure. So too with the Jewish people, when, if Pesach is supposed to give freedom to the Jewish people, it's supposed to give freedom to every single Jew. From those who are on the highest spiritual level, those who are babies spiritually. And just like the Torah says, you have to make an effort to make your children stay awake at the Seder, so too it seems that they're alluding to, that this also means we have to make sure that people... Uh, Come to a seder, and they're not, and, and 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 they shouldn't be asleep in their, in their spiritually asleep. Uh, okay. I maybe Hashem's will that just as we have now entered the month of Nisan, the month of redemption, Hashem should give help. Hashem should give us success that every Jewish man and woman, from our young to our old, our sons and daughters, should make all the necessary preparations to receive the yontiv of the time of our freedom in the fullest measure of freedom and pleasure, which should be expressed and animate all areas of life until animating even our daily life, every day and all days of the whole year, as the Nagata talks about how we're supposed to commemorate the redemption from Egypt all the days of your life. And the Haggadah brings an argument, what does all days of your life mean? What's the emphasis of the word all? 
Like which day would we think it wasn't including? So there's two explanations. One explanation is the word all is coming to include the nighttime. To remember the exodus in Egypt in the nighttime as well. Another explanation is that this refers to not just this world, but also the coming time of coming of Mashiach, and not just the the writes in a note over here, not just the initial arrival of Mashiach, but um, but all of the different periods after the coming of Mashiach, even the period which is called a new heaven, new earth. Anyway, so so just like the commemoration of leaving Egypt is supposed to encompass all of time, every part of our uh, our day. Uh, so too, the experience of Pesach is supposed to give us this freedom, this pleasure, which encompasses every area of our life. It should be something that we take with us. Um, there's another note over here, a very interesting note. The language that the Gemara usually uses when uh, when it says that a word is used to um, uh, add another idea. The Gemara says, let's say, the word kol, all days of your life, right? So the extra word kol is coming to add something. So that, the, the Gemara's usually, usual expression when it talks about inclusion is larabas. Larabas is the usual word for inclusion. This comes to, to add something. But here, Nagada doesn't use, use the word to add, he uses the word to bring. So the, it says in Agada, you should remember all days of, you should remember leaving Egypt all days of your life. What's the emphasis of the word all? It's in order, lahavi, it's in order to bring in another concept, which wasn't there before. What concept is it meant to bring in? It's meant to introduce also that the coming of Mashiach also is supposed to remember the exodus of Egypt. So the Rebbe says, why, why does it use that word to bring in the days of Mashiach? Why doesn't it just say to include? Why does it add? Why does the Gemara use phrase it differently? The reason why the Torah, the, the Torah says you should remember the Exodus of Egypt is to bring in the days of Mashiach. What is that coming to hint? Why is it? Why does the Gemara phrase it that way? So, so the Rebbe says that it depends how you uh, remember the days of the the day you left Egypt. You can remember the day you left Egypt in a way that doesn't bring you anywhere. Doesn't doesn't cause you to go anywhere. You remembered it, and that was nice. And then you were, let's say, in Puerto Vallarta, in Mexico, perhaps that right? Well, you're, you're doing something else. You're on the shuffleboard over there. So, uh, so the idea of remembering the days that you left Egypt in the appropriate way means that uh, it brings it brings this memory even into the nighttime. It brings it even into a place of confusion. That you, you, it's it's such a a deep experience that even when you're in a, in a nighttime kind of spiritual state, you're still impacted by this commemoration because because Honold Slan uh, yesterday someone posted this really uh, uh, violent video uh, and it really like gave me trauma. Honold uh, Slan, Hashem should protect us. There's the things that you, and I wasn't there, right? But I saw it and 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 I and I couldn't stop thinking about it for the next couple of hours. It, and it, it was like, it was really, really, real, real, uh, people experiencing crazy violence. Hashem should protect us. Either way, the point is, you can remember something, or it can actually bring you somewhere. So, just like this is true in the nighttime, the spiritual nighttime, that our commemoration of leaving Egypt, if we really live that, really experience that, that will bring us even in, into our spiritual nights that will also remember leaving Egypt. So, too, is 
the, the Talmud says, the reason why it says all days of your life is also meant to include the time of the coming of Mashiach. So by commemorating the exodus of Egypt in this world, that will bring Mashiach. And will bring the commemoration of the exodus of Egypt also after Mashiach comes. Because the reason Mashiach is coming is because of our commemoration of the exodus of Egypt. Now, the Abba's father also said something similar. The Abba says that the reason why it says to bring in days of Mashiach, unbelievable idea, he said, we're supposed to bring in something from the future into the present. It's not just we're supposed to bring, try to bring Mashiach. We're supposed to bring from the future era into the present. We're supposed to live with Mashiach. We're supposed to draw in from that. Imagine, imagine if we could smell at the fragrance that comes with Mashiach. Imagine how we would walk around. So we're supposed to bring something from that fragrance, from that experience of the future that we cannot see and we cannot hear and cannot smell, but we could a little bit. The sign's are already there. So, so, so to bring that era into the present is also to bring this Mashiach into, into the day. That's all our lives. We're supposed to bring something of Mashiach into the present. That's what, that's what Jews' role in the world is. To bring in something from Mashiach into now until we get there. And that's achieved by remembering Egypt because, as we said before, leaving Egypt means to leave limitations, leave, to leave the, not to be encumbered by the, by the body and the animal soul. So, so by remembering the excess of Egypt in the, in the real way that we're not limited by our body, etc., that brings into us a taste of the future, the coming of Mashiach, and that caused Mashiach to come. Okay, let me just conclude this letter. Um, hopefully not to conclude it, hopefully to start it. To bring into our lives. This becomes a a preparation, a preparation that immediately follows the fulfillment of the prophecy that it says in the Torah that all everyone will know that your name alone, God, is above the entire earth, entire world, and you alone rule the whole world. This should be a, a preparation that soon brings the fulfillment of our prayer every day. To the, to the fulfillment of what we ask all day, not just every day, but all day. As we say in our prayers, the for your salvation we hope for all day. The true and complete Ka'ula through Mashiach Tzakeinu, which, which Mashiach's arrival will be in a way that's peaceful, speedily in our days mamish, with honor and with blessing to be successful in all the above, and wishing a kosher and joyous Pesach. Um, interesting in the note um, in the note over here Debbie mentions that since we were hoping for God's salvation yesterday and we were hoping for salvation the day before and Mashiach only came today so God our Redeemer has to add f- for the delay because as in the um as it says in the Rambam, in Hilchus Eidus Perkhalaf Lachabes, what does it say over there, Avariya? You know? Hilchus Eidus Perkhalaf Lachabes about a delay, that something's delayed, that, 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 when, when, you, when you delay something, it causes you to lay a testimony. It causes you to um, be obligated for what you um, hurt. If you're delaying testimony, it causes damage to someone else, so you become responsible for that, um, for that delay. Um, so to Hashem delay the coming of Mashiach, Hashem has to compensate. And both Shabbos and Passover are days of testimony, testimony to God taking us out of Egypt, testimony to God uh, taking, um, creating the heaven and earth. Bottom line is, is that the Abishter has to uh, give us the true and Pukul from Mashiach to Kainu, and we should have the MS of freedom. Karim Mamish, Machaim Machaim.